For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Joe Ritzo, the voice of the San Jose Giants, about, you guessed it, some of the top prospects in the Giants system, specifically Marco Luciano, who's playing in San Jose right now and just won the Low A West Player of the Week last week and played in the Futures game yesterday. Also, Elliot Ramos, who came through San Jose and also played in his third Futures game yesterday. All things we can talk about with Joe Ritzo, who joins me next. Today is Monday, July 12th. It is a pleasure to welcome to the update, I think for the first time, Joe Ritzu. He's, of course, the voice of the San Jose Giants. And while they didn't get a full season in last year, he's back calling games this year and has even done some at the big league level. Joe, welcome to the show. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to have you on. I figure no better person to talk to about what's going on day-to-day with the San Jose Giants than Joe Rizzo. And I think the focal point for everybody, as far as the the future of Giants prospects are concerned, circles around Marco Luciano. Is the feeling when you see him every day that obviously he's a future big leaguer, but but when you, you look at him compared to the other talent on the roster or the other talent on other rosters, what's your takeaway when he's on the field? Yeah, certainly a future big leaguer, and, and I think the hope is that he's a future impact big league player. He's the best player on the field when he's at his best uh, right now, and it's been a joy to watch him uh, every day through this first half of the season in San Jose. What he is doing at the plate right now, just not accustomed to seeing from a 19-year-old. You have to keep reminding yourself, when you watch him hit, and he is regularly hitting the ball 440, 450 to center the other way. You know, the the exit velocities are 110, 112, 115 even. I mean, this is just incredible (laughs) stuff. The ball is just jumps off his bat. His bat speed and strength, it's really special stuff. And it's what sets him apart from the other even high-level prospects that you see in San Jose or, or on the other teams in our league. So, I've really been impressed with what I've seen from him. And I think there are also some underrated aspects of his game where, you know, you can look at a box score, you can look at a stat sheet and you see that the power numbers, he's leading the league in home runs by far and all the extra base hits. That's great. Uh, But his, his strike zone awareness and the ability to, to not chase pitches out of the zone. That's really maybe surprised me. I, I didn't know that he was this advanced already at his age to where first couple of weeks, maybe he was, he was pressing a little bit, you know, there's a lot of excitement. There's, mm-hmm. there's high expectations Maybe he was starting to try and do a little too much. He stepped back, he calmed down. He, he said, I'm just going to, you know, let my game do its thing. And he stopped going after pitches out of the zone. He's okay. Taking walks. He's getting himself into these great, you know, count leverage spots. And he's doing damage when he gets a good pitch to hit. And, you know, it's not quite the Barry Bonds treatment at the low A level, but he's really only getting a few good pitches to hit every night. And when he gets it, he's usually not missing it. So, again, it's been a really impressive start to the year for him. Giants have to be thrilled with what they're getting out of this 19-year-old kid. Well, I love to hear everything you just said because a lot of times when a kid is 19 like that, and, and we're seeing guys at that age come up, you know, uh, uh, we saw this with uh, Juan Soto a couple of years ago came up at 19. Ronald Acuna Jr. came up at like 19 or 20 years old. Uh, we just saw it with Wander Franco, the number one prospect in baseball, a shortstop and third baseman who came up with the Rays. So when you talk about his approach at the plate and how he's not getting great pitches to hit, it's not just raw talent. You're seeing him as a more polished hitter right now at the professional level. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, that is what really kind of stood out for me. <laughs> Once you get past the jaw-dropping yeah. 
power and, and strength that he has up there at the plate. And I think it's important to remember that he and all of the other prospects right now are coming off of a year where there was no minor league baseball. And that, that was unfortunate. It was a, essentially a lost year of development. I know he did get a chance to play a little bit at the alternate site, but that doesn't equate with a 120-130 game minor league season. So that did kind of set everyone back a little bit. I think patience is still important to, to understand and realize with Marco and a lot of the other top prospects in the organization. I think they're also still kind of trying to figure out what he is defensively at the shortstop position. He's a slick fielder. He's got good actions over there. But he's a big guy. I think maybe you wonder, perhaps there'll be a time where he plays himself off the shortstop position. I talked to a lot of different scouts from other organizations, and, and they're kind of all conflicted. Some think, yeah, he's going to stick at short. We, we see a lot of you know, big, strong, powerful shortstops now mm-hmm. in the game, and he could be the next one of those guys. And there are other scouts that say, you know what, I think maybe he'll fit better over at third base down the road or perhaps even as a corner outfielder. But he's 19. He's not going to be in the big leagues this year. He's probably not going to be in the big leagues next year. There's plenty of time to develop him. There's plenty of time to develop him as a shortstop. It's a great way to bring him up through the system. And if he proves that this is a spot that he can stick at, that's great. If not, they'll move him over and the bat, I think, will definitely play. And it it has all the looks of someone that could be an impact middle of the order hitter in San Francisco down the road. Well, it's really exciting stuff. And you wonder about, you know, if there's a point where he does skip a level of the minor leagues. And I know they're they're being careful about that now with promotions just because of of COVID and and how they've had to sort of bubble these guys in in certain spots with the AAA team sort of being tied to the big league club. It's been a a different process this year as far as advancing guys. But we should note Marco Luciano last week named the uh, low A West player of the week for his performance. And what I like talking with you about, Joe, is that you see all these guys come through the system. Marco Luciano in the Futures game this season and another player who you saw at the single-A level a couple of years ago, Elliot Ramos, a guy who's going to perform in the Futures game. Elliot Ramos is a guy who I think Giants fans are excited about just because we've been tantalized by the – or not tantalized. I guess we've been sort of rocked by the idea that they have not produced a stud outfielder in some time, right? And this is a guy who sort of looks like he has the tools to be a center fielder at at Oracle Park, and he showed signs of – of, uh, and flashes of power throughout the, the spring training season, and you were there calling some of those games. What do you make of Elliot Ramos? I know you're not watching him every day right now, but the development in his game from the time that you saw him in San Jose to what you saw in spring this year to what we may see in a couple of seasons or later this year at the big league level. Yeah, you know, I think for Elliot, and I saw him every day, like you said, in that 2019 season playing center field uh, for the San Jose Giants. That really was his breakout year as a professional, and I think he was humbled a little bit. In the year prior, which was at the low A level, mm-hmm. he only hit about 230. It was his first season. It was a big adjustment for a young kid to be playing every day. And then he, I think, took what he learned in that experience in low A ball and was able to use it to improve his game in all facets in San Jose in 2019, which is what really elevated him, I think, to becoming an elite prospect in this system. Again, the the raw skills jump out, kind of like Marco Luciano. It's what made Elliot Ramos a first-round pick. He's got power. He's got power to all fields. He has shown the ability to take a walk. He plays, I think, an above-average center fielder. Although, again, you wonder if maybe down the road if he'll profile better as a corner guy. So, So we'll see on that. And then, you know, spring training this year, he was the talk of camp. I mean, it, you looked forward to his at-bats. It may have been just one or two at-bats uh, a game uh, in the spring, 
but it seemed like he was doing something on a on a daily basis. I'll go back to, again, the ability for him to just take what's given to him, not getting really pull happy, uh, more than content to go the other way and drive the ball to right and right center. It's just not something you see very often from a really young hitter. I mean, he's still just 21 years old. So, yeah, obviously the future is bright. He's in the Futures game. I think this is the third time he's already been picked uh, to play in this Futures game. So, so that's, that's a pretty impressive feat. I know he struggled a little bit for a few weeks in double-A, but it seems like he's turning it back around. He's hit a couple of home runs uh, this week. And, you know, if he continues this upward trajectory, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a chance to play in triple-A ball uh, before the year is up. And then once you're in triple-A, of course, you're just one step away. And, and you know, you're, you're one injury away from the call-up. You're one great week at the plate from maybe getting a look in San Francisco. So that has to be really exciting for Giants fans right now. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. It's funny you mentioned that about playing maybe three Futures games. I wonder what the record is for guys to have played in Futures games like that. You'd have to be really young. You'd have to be consistently coming through the minor leagues because a lot of times if you're that good, they just sort of bring you up. So you do wonder about uh, about how many of these games some of these guys may end up playing. I mean, you've been around for so long, Joe, and seeing guys who are this young come through the minor league system, I, you know, I think a lot of Giants fans think about uh, Angel Villalona. Uh, who obviously had off-field problems and, and never reached the big league level or, or reached the nature of, of the, the prospect that we thought he was going to be. What do you see differently with some of these guys? And obviously a lot of these guys who are in single A are foreign-born players who are already off to fantastic starts. I'm thinking about Luis Toribio, Luis Matos, obviously the young Luciano and Ramos we just talked about. What do these guys have as far as traits? Some of the guys outside of Luciano, I mean, they tell you that they have what it takes to, to reach the higher levels of the minors and get to the big leagues. Yeah, and, and I'll throw a few other names at you. I mean, Alex Canario's yeah. a corner, yeah. uh, corner outfield, big-time power. He's already on the 40-man roster. And uh, Jairo Pomares is another corner outfielder in San Jose. Had hits in eight straight at-bats earlier this week. So I, I had never seen that in San Jose before. It's crazy. So yeah. You're coming to the park every day in San Jose, and there are legitimately seven, eight prospects in the lineup on a daily basis. And I have to probably go back to the 2009 team that, that San Jose had to, to find a club where it was this stacked in terms of young, exciting, hitting prospects. That was the, the Posey Crawford year in San Jose. But I, I think you have to give the Giants scouting department a lot of credit, in particular the international scouts that have gone out and found these players. I mean, sure, yeah, Marco Luciano was probably at the top of just about everyone's list in 2018. And the Giants were able to get that signing done. But, but there are others that are a little more under the radar. I mean, Luis Matos is a great example. He's the youngest player on the San Jose team, 19-year-old center fielder that has got a, a, a great toolbox and just does everything well. May not have the great raw power of a Luciano, but is a, a tremendous all-around hitter and plays a strong center field. So it's an exciting time in the farm system. I think it's important to remember that these guys are all still very, very young. The players in San Jose still have to go through several more levels before they get up to San Francisco. There are going to be some speed bumps. And I think what separates the prospects from the big leaguers is the ability to make those adjustments because pitchers will adjust to you. How do you deal with failure? Because there's a lot of it in baseball. And how do you come out of that? And I think someone like Elliot Ramos, you know, he had one year where he didn't perform all that well, and he used it to his advantage. 
and got better and made the adjustments and has become an elite prospect. And I kind of want to see that with Marco Luciano, too, because things are coming very easily, generally, for Marco Luciano. What's going to happen when he gets up to double A, whether that's later this year or maybe next season? And he's facing uh, some way more advanced pitching. You know, how does he handle that? But it certainly seems like these guys are equipped. You can really get a sense about the organizational philosophy. You know, what we see at the big league level with young hitters up there that show the ability to work counts, to grind out at bats, you know, really make pitchers work. And when you get that pitch, you don't miss it. We see that in San Jose as well on a day-to-day basis to where nothing is coming easy for the opposition. And you've got just great length in a lineup that allows you to, to produce and stay in every game. So there really is a philosophy. They're sticking to it. And it's what I think can get a lot of these guys up to the big leagues one day. It's a great point about uh, making the adjustment and how the league adjusts to you. I think it was New Edition who's saying, uh, can you stand the rain, Joe? That's the uh, that's what we've <laughs> got to see. What happens with some of these guys is when they go through these slumps, how they adjust to it. Just on the way out here, I'm wondering, I'm thinking off the top of my head and, and maybe off the top of your head, can you remember the last time you saw a guy play in San Jose and then make the big leagues the same year? Was it Pablo back in like 2008? Yeah, Pablo did it in 08. Uh, he went from San Jose to AA. That might have been AA Connecticut back then. Yeah, yeah. And then up to San Francisco. You know, Brandon Crawford actually in 2011. So his year in San Jose was 09 and a little bit in 2010 as well. And he actually came back to us in the 2011 season. I think, I think he got hurt in spring training. And instead of sending him back to double A, which where he had finished the previous year, they sent him to San Jose, a little more of a comfortable environment, of course, Bay Area guy. And you know, it's a good way to kind of jumpstart his season. And I remember we were in Bakersfield that night. It was late May in 2011. Crawford hit a home run. He, he was tearing up the league. You knew he wasn't long for, for San Jose in the California League. And that was that catastrophic night in San Francisco, right, where Buster gets mm. hurt. And it ends his year. I think maybe it was Mike Fontenot also got hurt that night. So there was not only a need at the catching position, but San Francisco needed an infielder. And I remember walking into the hotel in Bakersfield that night with Brandon Crawford talking about the home run that he had just hit. And then waking up the next morning and hearing Brandon Crawford's a big leaguer. <laughs> he had literally just been called up from San Jose to San Francisco and was already up at AT&T Park that next morning. And I think it was the very next day is when he hit that grand slam in his first big league game, and, you know, the rest is history. So, yeah, it's, it's very unusual to see a guy go from San Jose to San Francisco in one year. I don't expect it to happen this season because guys are so young. But it has happened before, and in Crawford's case, he actually made that jump from one day to the next from A ball to the big leagues. And I, I suppose that just kind of speaks to how special a player he is. And the rest is history, as they say, right? So pretty good stuff, Joe. I appreciate the time, man. You you are all over this. Obviously, you're, you're there every day. You're watching these guys. You're a great guy to talk to about these prospects. And you're right. It's really exciting to have the big league club playing this well. And you look down the pipe and you see these guys coming uh, in the next couple of years. So I appreciate the time today, man. We'll catch up with you later this season. Thanks so much, Joe. Sounds good. Anytime. 
Great stuff from Joe Ritz. So didn't even get a chance to pick his brain about Kyle Harrison, the left-handed pitcher, maybe one of the top pitching prospects the Giants have, obviously. Still very young, 19 years old, drafted out of De La Salle High School last season. But we can pay attention to him this year. We've got the draft we can talk about. And actually, we'll pick Melissa Lockard's brain about that later this week. We can talk about the MLB first-year players draft that just happened. And after that, we'll look at the second half upcoming for the San Francisco Giants season. They are plus 750 right now in Las Vegas to go out and win the National league pennant how about that who would have thought on opening day the giants could be national league contenders all things we can talk about in the days and weeks ahead until then enjoy the week we'll talk to you wednesday